Today's daf is daf Kuf Yud Aleph. We are holding at the Mishnah, the third down on Kuf Yud Amid Beis, the uh, second Mishnah on the Amid. So the Mishnah Kol Anybody can uh, force means in, in in a marriage, in a in a in a household. One party can force the other party to move to Eretz Yisrael. So Kol Malan, anybody can force the other party to move to Eretz Yisrael. The Enak Komet Siim, but you cannot force somebody to leave Eretz Yisrael. Hakol Malan Yerushalayim. Similarly, if you're already living in Eretz Yisrael but you want to move to Yerushalayim, either party can force the other one to move to Yerushalayim. But Enak Komet Siim, they're not allowed to force them to leave Yerushalayim. Echad Anoshim, Echad Noshim. This applies both to the husbands and the wives. Nasa Isha Be'Eretz Yisrael. If a person married a woman in Eretz Yisrael, so now the issue over here is that the coins of a certain place called Kaputkia, which was outside of Eretz Yisrael, the same coinage was actually worth more in Kaputkia than it was in Eretz Yisrael, because either the, 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 the actual coins themselves were larger, they had more of a silver content in the coins of Eretz Yisrael. So the question is that if, let's say, the marriage took place in one place, but the... Uh, payout of the ksuva was in the other place, do you use the coins of the place where the marriage took place, or do you take pay the coins of where the payout is? So we're going to see that this mission does not seem to be consistent. Then we will actually ask the question, but let's see. So, if you married her in Eretz Yisrael, means that you were in Eretz Yisrael at the time of when the obligation, that, that, that when the ksuva started, it starts at the time of marriage, that you have an, you obligate yourself for a ksuva. But Gersha, but the actual payout is where you got divorced happened, uh, so, so the first case is it happened in both. So that's Pasha. So the, the, the marriage happened in Eretz Yisrael, the divorce happened in Eretz Yisrael, let me watch Eretz Yisrael, and for sure the coins that ha- are used that, that should be the coins of Eretz Yisrael. Not the issue by Eretz Yisrael, but what happens if you married in Eretz Yisrael, the Gersh but you divorced in Kaputkia, according to the Tana of this Mishnah, the Tana Kama, you actually, it's a leniency, you don't have to use the coins of Kaputkia, you can use the uh, cheaper coins of Eretz Yisrael. If you married a woman in Kaputkia, the Gersha Eretz Yisrael, and you divorced in Eretz Yisrael, also, you use the cheaper coins, not as long as Eretz Yisrael. Now, this is where the Gemara is going to ask, it's not consistent. Because where do you go by the time where the marriage starts, or do you go by where the payout happens? Over here, we seem to be mixing and matching, and the Gemara will discuss this. And then Rabbi Shimon Gamal Taka disagrees with that last point. He says that if you got married in Kaputkia, even though you're getting divorced in Eretz Yisrael, but since the, the obligation started of Ksuva starts at the time of the marriage, so you have to use the coins of Kaputkia, you cannot use the coins of Eretz Yisrael. And that is, he's disagreeing with the Tanakama. Now, last piece of the Mishnah says, not the Ishva Kaputkia, the Girsha Kaputkia, so this is, uh, would seem to be obviously, uh, is that if the marriage took place in Kaputkia and the divorce takes place in Kaputkia, then obviously you have to use the coins of Kaputkia. Okay, let's see uh, the Gemara. Say, I call Malin. Whenever you write, uh, every, everybody can force, right? So, Mashma. That means, hakol uh, malin. So it doesn't mean everybody can. It means every you, that the person can force everybody of the household. That's how we think more understands it. Because it already says a little later on, whether you're the husband, whether you're the wife, means you can force the entire household. So uh, who, who is it including? Hakol malin that everybody can be forced to go up to Eretz Yisrael. So the more answer to ye avodim. Even slaves. Now, what type of slaves are we talking about here? So, the question is, it cannot be talking about Eveknani, because Eveknani you own, for sure. If I want to move to Eretz I can take my Eveknani with me to Eretz But it means even an Eved Ivri, where you don't actually own the essence of the Eved, he's just Meshubah to work for you, right? But nevertheless, even if the transaction took place outside of Eretz he can be forced to come with you to Eretz Yisrael, if you, the household, is moved to Eretz Yisrael. And he cannot demand and say, I only uh, accepted to work for you in Chutz Eretz Yisrael. No, you have a right to uh, coerce him to move to Eretz Yisrael with you. Now, 
There is a version of this Mishnah that it actually mentions Avadim explicitly. So, Amandatani Avadim Behedya, according to the version that says that, uh, uh, that, 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 that husbands, wives, and Avadim are included as well, which means they can also uh, be forced to go to Eretz Shul, so then the Akol has to be including someone else. So who's our call coming to include? So So we touched on something like this yesterday, but it means that even if moving to Eretz Shul means that the other party has to give up, Neveh literally means a, a, a home. We learned it means a neighborhood. You're going from a good neighborhood or a nice home to one that is shvach, the one that is inferior. Nevertheless, the Milo of going to Eretz Yisrael allows you the leverage to force them to move even if the dwelling conditions are going to be subpar or inferior to where you were originally. You can still force the other party. Now, the next part of the Mishnah says, However, if you are in Eretz Yisrael, so then the parties are not able to force each other to leave. Now, it says again, use the word hakol. Who's that hakol coming to include? That what, what, so Moritz says, including the following scenario, that let's say you had, in this case, it means an, an Evet Kanani, for sure, even, for sure an Evet Ibra, but even an Evet Kanani, if they ran away to Eretz Yisrael, right, and now the Evet, uh, the, 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 uh, the owners want that Evet passed back to them, he got caught, and, but the Evet now is saying, I don't want to leave Eretz Yisrael. So that's that call. It's a big Kiddush. We will tell the owner, Zavne, you have a right to sell him here in Eretz Yisrael. Zavne Hachavazil and go. But you cannot force him to return to Evet, to, to, uh, to Chutzla Eretz, right? Mishum Yeshivas Eretz Yisrael. Now, this is a, 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 a really a, a, a clause that has much discussion. Why? Because of this, the settling of Eretz Yisrael. Now there's a huge machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban. Is there a mitzvah to settle in Eretz Yisrael? Is Yeshiva's Eretz Yisrael a mitzvah? So from this Gemara it would seem that there is a mitzvah, and some claim even a mitzvah de Raisa, that the Rambam's position is, you see here, because of the mitzvah of Yeshiva Eretz Yisrael, you cannot force, the, even an Evet Knani cannot be forced to leave Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban disagrees. It says, yes, there's a Maila, there's a benefit, but it's not actually a, necessarily a mitzvah. If you take a look, there's an interesting Tosvos over here. Tosvos quotes uh, a, uh, uh, one of the Balei uh, Tosvos, Rabbeinu Chaim, I believe it is. Uh, Rabbeinu Chaim uh, says as follows, Omer Rabbeinu Chaim, the Achshav nowadays there is no mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. He says, Because there are many mitzvahs that are agricultural mitzvahs, right? And there's many Averas associated with the living in Eretz Yisrael. If we don't do the mitzvahs that are Tali Ba'aretz correctly, so therefore, we are not careful, we don't know exactly how to do them appropriately, and therefore, Lamad uh, and therefore, to move to Eretz Yisrael and subject ourselves to not being able to do the mitzvahs that you have to do in Israel appropriately or correctly and be actually subject yourself to punishment, we're not required to go ahead and do that. Uh, and, uh, and and then he, and 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 then Tosas in the beginning of the Tosas brings down also that nowadays to move to Eretz Yisrael there is a sakana there is a danger on the path on the way to get there so the mitzvah of Yeshua Eretz Tosas seems to say even if there was a mitzvah that nowadays that to uh, to to uh, apply that might not be applicable. But that's a really a big discussion here in the Rishonim. A, is there a mitzvah altogether? And B, if there is a mitzvah, does that mitzvah apply today? That is something that is discussed. Let's go by to it. Okay. So, uh, right, so we said that, uh, uh, that, that even an Evet Kanani cannot be uh, 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 resettled back 
once he runs to Eretz Yisrael, you cannot force him. You have to, you, you can tell him to sell the Eved, but you cannot take him, make him go back to Chutzpah Eretz. Now, we learned the next part of the Mishnah says, Akomalin liushalayim, that a person is allowed to for, force people of his household to move, even you already in Eretz Yisrael, but to move to Yerushalayim. So what's that Hakol coming to include? It to Yemai. So it says, Lituyami in a Yafel in a That means, again, even if outside Yerushalayim, you have a much, a beautiful home, and moving to Yerushalayim, now you're going to have an inferior home, you can still force the person, the first people of the household to move to Yerushalayim. And the next part is, but you cannot force them to leave Yerushalayim. So what's that hakol coming to exclude to your mind? So now the chora, if you're going to say it means that means that you can't force them to leave, even if leaving would actually help in your uh, your living conditions. You'd go from an inferior home in Yerushalayim to a superior home outside of Yerushalayim. Still, you cannot force them to leave. When it says, the Chorah, you don't need to teach me that. Because obviously, we've, if you learned already in the first part of the clause, is that you can force them to leave outside of Yerushalayim, to, to live in Yerushalayim, and go from an inferior dwelling to a superior, I'm going from a superior dwelling to an inferior dwelling, then obviously, then to, you can't force them to leave Yerushalayim, even if it means going from an inferior to a superior. So why do you need that last clause that says, Hakol, uh, you can't force anyone of the household to leave Yerushalayim. So says, so if it's Latuyim, I feel Neve Rol and Fe Elev Neve Hayofe to, um, uh, that, that it's coming to include that even if you're going from a inferior, uh, uh, abode to a superior one, so it says, the Chorah, that's not necessary, but we do find sometimes for conformity, uniformity's sake, the way the Tanoim said the Mishnah, they include clauses that just have the contrast or the uniformity of the Mishnah. And that's what's going on over here. So Aida Tanerasha sends in the first clause in the Mishnah, it said, Ein Motziyin, I call Ein Motziyin. So Tanav is for, so therefore, uh, it says, uh, also, uh, Ein, Ein Motziyin. Meaning that the first clause in the Mishnah gave us Ein Motziyin vis-a-vis when it talked about Eretz Yisrael to Chutzla Aret talked about Ein Motziyin and Motziyin so when it comes to Yerushalayim it also talks about Ein Motziyin and Motziyin even though the Ein Motziyin clause of Yerushalayim has no real Chiddush but just to keep that uniformity of the structure of the Mishnah which is why it is uh, it's been put in that place um Tanner Rabban, we learned in a Brisa. This Brisa is going to just clarify some of the points that we just discussed. It says, Who Amr Lalos? Let's say the husband says, I want to move to Eretz Yisrael. Vio Meris, and she says, Shlo Lalos. I don't want to move to Eretz Yisrael. By the way, same could be by move to Yerushalayim or not move to Yerushalayim. Kofin Osa Lalos, we the based in will support the husband's claim and pressure her to move to Yerushalayim or move to, uh, to, to Eretz Yisrael. The Imlab, and if she still is insistent and refuses to go, Tate the husband has the right to divorce her below Ksuba without paying out a Ksuba. She loses her Ksuba. He omeris la'alos, but the, and the reverse is true too. That let's say she's the one who's demanding, I want to move to Eretz Yisrael. For who omeris la'alos, and he's saying that I don't want to go up to Eretz Yisrael. Koyven oyser la'alos, in this case, Beistin will force him coerce him to go up with her and if he still refuses so then Yotzi has to divorce her and he has to pay off the Ksuva now he omeres latzeis alright let's say uh, the opposite instead of going to Eretz Yisrael here we're talking about leaving Eretz Yisrael she wants to leave I want to go back to LA I don't want to leave Eretz Yisrael. Again, he had the basic will put pressure that she should stay with him in Eretz Yisrael. But if she's insistent and refuses to stay, so here too, she can be, uh, uh, she, she, she can be divorced below Ksuba without having to give the Ksuba. Who Omer Latzeis? 
if he wants to leave, the Hiyo Meshwatas, and she wants to stay, Kofinoso, we basically will pressure him to stay with her. But in law, but if he still is insistent, since such a case, Yotzi, he must divorce her, the Yitank Suva, and give her her full Suva. Let's go to the next part of the Mishnah. So here we have a contradiction, right? Hakupakasha, you have contradicted yourself in the same line. Tani, the first part of the Mishnah said, Nosa Isha, the Eretz Yisrael, the Gishu, the Kaput Kiyah. That if the marriage took place in Eretz Yisrael, and the divorce took place in Kaput Kiyah, so I'm saying it's Turkey, by the way. Nosa and Lav, Nimos, Eretz Yisrael. You pay out with the coinage of Eretz Yisrael, which again was cheaper, right? Sa'alma, Basashibu, Dazlina. So we see that even though the payout is happening in Kaput Kiyah, but the shibud, the uh, obligation started in Eretz Yisrael, so you use the coins as the, uh, uh, based on the origin of the obligation. That's the first part of that Mishnah. Then it says, Emma Sefer, let's say the second part, it said, Nasa Ishu Kaputkiyo, you married her in Kaputkiyo, the Gersh of Eretz you divorced her in Eretz Now, if you're going to be consistent with what we said before, that the marriage, this part where the marriage took place, is where the obligation of paying out the Ksuba started. You use those coins. So then the Chorah, you should use the coins of Kaputkia. But the Tanakhama said, no, said, that you pay with the coinage of Eretz Yisrael, which Alma, that seems to be saying, that the determinant of what coinage you use is based on the payout, where the Ksuba is being collected, not where the obligation began at the time of the beginning of the marriage. So how do we reconcile this? So I'm a rabbi. Rabbi is very interesting. He says, that this is actually built in as a leniency of ksuva. Because the Tanakh Kama holds that the whole obligation of ksuva is not a derisive ksuva. He said we had this theme throughout the Masechta. But it is a rabbinical obligation. And since it's a rabbinical obligation, the rabbis made a leniency. And what was the leniency? Is that you always go, the payout is always done in the lenient manner. So therefore, so if it, you, there's, a, there's a switch from where the place of origin of the marriage began to where the ksuva is being paid out, you always go with the lenient, uh, the, the, the lenient payout. So therefore, if it started in Eretz Yisrael and it ended, it, the marriage terminated in Kaputka, you use the coins of Eretz Yisrael where it started. If it started in Kaputka and ended in Eretz Yisrael, you use the coinage of where it ended. So that's a leniency to show that the obligation is to show the obligation of Ksuva was a rabbinical one. That's what was built in because it's only a Durabonan. So therefore, that's what they show, how they showed it was rabbinical. Uh, so therefore, Mikulik Suva Shanukan, that this is one of the leniencies of Suva that has built in to the payment of the Suva. Kasavar, the Tanakama obviously holds, Suva is the Rabbonan, that the obligation is only a rabbinical one, it's not a Torah one. Now let's go to Rabbi Gamliel, because Rabbi Gamliel disagreed. He said, Rabbi Gamliel, Omer, that if the marriage started in Eretz Israel, and uh, it's a marriage started in Kaputkia and ended in Eretz Yisrael. Unlike the Tanakama, that now you can go ahead and pay out Eretz Yisrael coins, he said you have to pay Kaputkia coins because that's where the obligation began because he holds Takaka Savar, Suvadaraisa. And if Suvadaraisa, then wherever the point of origin of the obligation is, that is the type of coinage that should be used. So therefore, that's what the ksuva has to be paid out from. Even if it's, the payout is taking place in Eretz Yisrael, you have to use the coinage of where the document originally was activated and that took place in, in Turkey and in Kaputkia, even though it's the greater amount. It's a derisa obligation and therefore you have to pay because it is a, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the liability is a derisa one. Okay, Tanner, everybody, we learned the derisa. Now let's not talk about Aksuva. Let's talk about a regular IOU, a regular, uh, uh, a regular note of, 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 of liability. So, Amoti Shtar Choval Chaveiro. Situation is, Ruvain pulled out an IOU, Shimon owes him a thousand dollars. And he has an IOU that Shimon uh, had, had written on his behalf to allow him to procure the thousand dollar loan. And Ruvain now is pulling it out. Now, Kosovo Bovel. Now, let's say they went out of the way to show when they wrote 
where the loan took place, they wrote in the name of the place that in Babel is where this loan took place. So Magbel Mimar is Babel. The coinage that needs to be used is the coinage of Babel, even though it's being paid back, let's say, in Eretz Yisrael. But if they took the time to write that this was a loan that originated in Babel, that requires the payout be using Babylonian coins. And if the place of origin was in Eretz Yisrael and they wrote that into the IOU, then the coinage that is used can be the coins of Eretz Yisrael, even if the payout is taking place in Babel, someplace else. Now, let's say that it was left unspecified, that the note was written without referencing where exactly the place of origin of where the debt, this, debt, this note was written, where the loan began. So in such a case, if it's being collected, if the lender is collecting the, 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 from, from the borrower and in Babel, then you use Babylonian coin, coins. And if he's collecting, he, 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 point, he brought out the IOU in Eretzisrael, meaning the Tana of this Mishnah is basically saying is that if you go out of your way to write where the place of origin is taking place, that shows being mocked you want the payment to be of that coinage, even if its payment is going to be take, uh, happening, the collection will be someplace else. But if you left it unspecified, so once you leave it unspecified, then it's clearly determined by where you pay out, because there's no way of proving where it actually took place, and it was left unspecified. Maybe even if you bring aid in where it took place, but the fact that it left it unspecified is built in to allow it to be collected based on where the collection is taking place, as opposed to where the point of origin was. Okay, now, let's continue with the Brysa. Kazav by Kesef Stam. Let's say they wrote 50 Kesef, but they did not write what type of coins. There's different types of silver coins. So now, Masha Yitzel Lava Magbeo, Rashi explains, the borrower can play, can pay with whatever the smallest silver coin is. And he says it's an Isar. An Isar is the smallest silver coin. So therefore, 50 Isarim, he'll pay out. Because uh, the lender, if he wants to say, well, I lent you a uh, bigger silver coin, then he would have to prove it. Because it was li- list- it's listed undetermined, it's, un- it's not specified, just all he had is 50, 50 coins, he can be, uh, the, 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 the borrower can pay it off with whatever the 50 smaller silver coins are. Now, the Bryce finishes with the following line. Masha ain Cain Viksuva which is not the same way when it comes to Aksuva. Now, the question is, uh-huh, that line is not the same way as Aksuva, which part of the earlier Brisa is it referring to? Because the Brisa had two halachas. One is that if you wrote the place of where the origin of where the debt began, then you're, you're bound to using coins from the beginning of when the, the debt began. If you, if you left it unclear, so then it's unspecified, but it goes by where the collection takes place. But if you made it clear that this is where it started, that's where the coins you have to use. That was the first halacha. The second one, second halacha is if you never wrote what type of coins it is, right, then the halacha is, that you can use whatever coins you want, the, 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 the borrower wants to pay because the burden of proof is on the lender. And, it says, and this is not the same case by Aksuva. So what is that going on? So Amram Sharshia, it's clearly going on the ratio, it's going on the first part, it's not going on the second part. Now, why is it not going on the second part? I just, to me, this partial, I mean, I, I, there are other shots in here, take a look at Texas Rid, but it's partial because we know there's a bare minimum, Suva has to be a certain amount. So it has to be a hundred zoos or two hundred zoos, depending on if it's an almona or a basula. So therefore, you can't say I'm going to give a small amount of a silver coin. It has to be whatever the silver coin requirement is. That's what it has to be. So therefore, it can't be going on the last one. Whatever you want to give, give. No, you have to give it. It's got to be the amount that it's required to be given. But, so therefore, the one saying that, that must be going, must be going on the first part. Now, what does it mean on the first part? The first part was saying that wherever the loan 
was initiated, if you made it clear where that took place, that's the coinage you have to use, unless you left it unspecified, because by leaving it unspecified, you're allowing it to be used on where the, where, where the, uh, the, 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 the lender is pulling out the IOU. He says that is where it's not like Iksuva, which means that therefore what we're saying is, it's not going like Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon Gamliel. This is going like the Tanakama. Remember, the Tanakama held that since Iksuva is only the Rabbonon, you don't go by necessarily where it was initiated. You go by the lesser of the two. Is it the place where it's initiated or the place where it's collected? So this is a, this is saying is we were saying over here that if you wrote where it was initiated. You have to go by where it's initiated. That is go, that, that is uh, one second over here. Um, uh, one second, one second. Sorry, I'm Rabbi Shlomo It's going on the first part. Okay, no, this is to the exclusion of Rav Shem Gamliel. Now, Rav Shem Gamliel held that Suva is the Raisa. So now, Lechora, the first part of the Raisa said that, uh, that this is not true by, by, by Suva. Now, the first part of the Raisa is a talking about a debt. Now, regular debt is the Raisa. That's for sure a Raisa. The first part of the Raisa basically was saying is that you always go by where it's initiated, not like Aksuva. Now, Shimon Gamliel had that Aksuva is the Raisa, which means it does go like a regular debt. So that last line of saying it, which is not the same as Aksuva, is clearly not going like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, who holds Aksuva is no different than a regular debt. It's going like the Tanakhama, that Aksuva is different than a regular debt, because since Aksuva is only the Rabbana, they were more lenient, and they did not give the stringencies of a regular debt to the case of the Aksuva. So therefore, that last line is going the first part of the Braissa, and it's to the exclusion of the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, the Amar, who said Aksuva is the Raisa. Okay, let's continue. Kozabek Kesev, we said, Ebraisa mentioned that if you only wrote Kesev, Stam, without explaining which specific denomination, which specific type of denomination we're dealing with, you made it clear what type of coin we're dealing with. So, the borrower, he's got the upper hand, and whatever the lowest, smallest coin is, that is what he's able to pay. So, Mora says, the fact that it just used the word silver, how do you know it means coinage? I would think that if it meant a specific coin, you would have written a specific coin. If you just wrote that you have to pay 50 kesev, so then maybe it just means, and maybe it means, not just, maybe it means, and it makes more sense to say it means, 50, there was a standard bar of silver. So send us the silver, silver piece. So maybe it means 50 bars of silver. And actually that could be worth more than the lowest, smallest silver coin. But, and, and it makes more sense that that's what it means, because Lachora, you should have written, if you meant coins, you would have written coins. So you just wrote 50 kesev, it would indicate more, maybe it means silver bars. So Now the word matbeo was written in the, in the ksuv. It does say 50 matbeos. It didn't say just 50 silver. If it would have said 50 silver taka, you would have to give, you would have to give 50 silver bars, because that's what it would be more implying. But it said 50 silver coins. The fact it said 50 silver coins, that is, uh, we know it's coins. Which ones that was left undetermined? That gives the borrower the right to use the smallest of 50 silver coins that he wants. Says the Gemara, the Ema Priti. Now, what the Gemara is suggesting is, the fact that it said 50 coins, silver, maybe it means like this, you can use the smallest coins, even copper, the prutos, a copper coin, and whatever 50 copper coins equal out, pay out in silver that amount, which is even less. So how do you know it means the 50 isarim, which is the smallest silver coin, maybe it means 50 prutos, but whatever that amount of 50, whatever 50 prutos is equal in silver, maybe it means that uh, five isarim you have to give. Maybe it doesn't mean fifty isarim. If, you, if you're telling me that the hand of the borrower is on the stronger. So maybe it means priti, maybe it means pay out silver prutos. And that thing says, Amra Papa, priti de chaspa loy abdi inshi. Is that since a pruta is never made out of silver, so when you say fifty matbeos silver, there's no hava mina that means fifty because you would not use silver 
and the word Matbeya in association with the word Pruta, it clearly doesn't mean Prutos. People would not refer to it as that. There's no such thing as a silver Pruta. People don't make silver Pruta, so therefore it clearly refers to a silver coin and not a silver Pruta, pay, uh, not, uh, not, a, not a copper Pruta being paid out its value in silver. So that is, uh, is uh, there would be uh, impossible to say that, take that position. Let's go right to... Last couple of blocks we're going to be dealing with, again, this idea, the notion of the reverence and the importance associated to living in Eretz Yisrael. Tanarabana, we learned in a b'raisel, o'ilam yadur adam, b'eretz Yisrael, a person should live in Eretz Yisrael, afilab ir shuruba o'dekechavim, even if it means living in a city where the majority are o'dekechavim, and don't live in Eretz Yisrael, afilab ir shuruba Yisrael, even if it means living in a city where the majority is are yidden. So it's basically, this position seems to be saying, it's better to live in Tel Aviv than to live in Lakewood. Anybody who lives, not everyone's going to agree with this, we'll see in a moment. Because why? Because anybody who lives in Eretz Yisrael, it is as if, living in Eretz Yisrael, that's as if you have a God. And if you live in it's as if it's considered like you do not have a God. To support this. I will give you the land of Canaan, which is the land of Eretz Yisrael. That should be for you a, I'll be for you a God, which implies, when will I be for you a God if you are living in Eretz Yisrael? Outside of it, so I'm not for you a god. Frank the Gemara, does that make sense? Is that possible? That if somebody lives outside of it, so he does not have a god. You do not have God. The Chayra is, is our god no matter where we live. So El Aloma Lachmur says, now let's tweak it a little bit. It means something else. It says like this. It means, if you live outside of Eretz Yisrael, of course you have a God, but it's as if you are serving idols. Now, why does that make them better? What does that mean? Okay, now you have a God, but it's like you're serving idols. What does that mean? So, there are different shatim over here. I believe the Ramban is the one. He explains as follows, that the the idea that in Eretz Yisrael, Akkadosh Baruch has a direct connection with each and every one of us. If you're in Eretz Yisrael, the line, the, the line of connection is much stronger. If you live in Chutzla Aret, it's done, the connection is through intermediaries. And the Rambam explains in the beginning of Hilchus Avodah Zorah that the original Avodah Zorah was not that you're serving the intermediary, but the intermediary is a way to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Since HaKadosh Baruch Hu not, does not have the direct connection, but it's through intermediaries, it's as if, since it's going through an intermediary, it's like you're serving Avodah Zorah, in its, in its original form, right, where it's done as an intermediary, as opposed to having that direct hotline, direct connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu if you are in Eretz Yisrael. Basically, it means that the connection is much stronger living in Eretz Yisrael. That's the shot over here. Okay? V'chein v'david, we see this idea by David HaMelech. What does David HaMelech say? Ki gershuni ayoyim, that they, they, they chased me out. I was, he, had to, he had to leave Eretz Yisrael. Mistapeach v'nachlas Hashem, to be able to attach myself to the inheritance of Hashem, the heritage of Hashem. Lemor leich over elohim acherim, as if they were saying, go serve other gods. Right? So therefore, now, me, Amar What do you mean? Dov is saying they told me go serve other gods. Who told you to go serve other gods? Who said go serve? Ella, David Amel was saying by forcing me to run away from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzla Aretz. So therefore, Lo Malach Shakol Adar B'Chutzla because living in Chutzla Aretz, when David had to go to Moab and Akish and the kings of Ar- and, and and he had to leave Eretz Yisrael, it's Keilu Oved Kuchavim. He's lost that strong connection. It's like. As if you're ser- you, you serving Hashem through an intermediary, it's like as if you're serving a Barazar. Rav Zeirah had a Mishtamit, me named Rav Yehuda. Rav Zeirah had a, his Rebbe was Rav Yehuda. And he avoided seeing Rav Yehuda, the Bible makes Eretz Yisrael, since he wanted to go up to Eretz Yisrael. And he knew Rav Yehuda's position that Bismana Zet Osir to leave Babel to go to Eretz Yisrael. So he tried to avoid him because he didn't want Rav Yehuda to give him a hard time about it. 
Why? Because Amr of Yehuda, Yehuda said, Kola Oilami Bavel Eretz Yisrael. He says that Nazman Azeh, if somebody leaves Bavel to go to Eretz Yisrael, to settle in Eretz Yisrael, right? Oiver Ba'asei, you have violated a positive commandment. What kind of commandment is that? Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, it says, Bavela Yuvau, says that they will be brought to Bavel. That you want to understand, Yehuda understood this is referring to when we were uh, chased out of Eretz Yisrael. We had to go into Golus. It says, we will be brought to Bavel. And there we will be. Until I remember and bring them back, says Hashem. So Yehuda, right, seems to be espousing a Satmar position over here. He's saying basically, is we cannot go back to Eretz Yisrael unless HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the time to bring us back, and he's so, we have the salvation from him, but to go on your own, to back to Israel, he said that would be in violation. And therefore, Rab Zerah, who disagreed with his Rebbe in this point, did not want to encounter his Rebbe before he moved. Rab Zerah, how does he understand that passage? He says that idea where it says, you'll go to Bobel and you're not going to come back until I... He says, it's not going on the people. It's going on the Kalim of the Beis Amigdash. The Kalim were captured and taken to Bobel and would not come back until Hashem instructs and, and allows for the, that, 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 that we, we, with, with, with salvation, with Mashiach, we will bring back the Kalim. But it's not going on the people. There's no prohibition on the people. So it says like this, it was talking about the, if you look at the context of the Pesukim, it's talking about the holy vessels. That's what it's referring to. I, what about to Rabbi Yehuda? That's a good time. So how did Rabbi Yehuda, there must be a different source that's Osir, Bezman Azeh, to Yehuda, to return to Eretz Yisrael. Siv Krachrina, there is another apostle. It says, Yishvati Eschem, this is a apostle in Shirashirim. I have uh, uh, made an oath with you, Benayis Yerushalayim, Betzvahos Ayolais, with the with the uh, with the deer, the male and female deers uh, of the Sada into Oru into Oru. If you will uh, awake, to, uh, you will awake or arouse uh, the love that I have uh, until it, it, I, it pleases me to bring you back. Right? That's. So therefore, he learns like this: Im to'oru, im, im I'm sorry, to'iru, if you awaken, or to'oru, you arouse. but until it's Hashem's desire to bring us back. So that's the pasuk says, Rav Yehuda, that there's a shvua that you need to stay where you are until that love has been aroused, and 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 I will bring you back. So what does Rav Zera do with that pasuk? Rav Zera held it was mutter to go back. He said, that pasuk in Shira Shirim is not going on stam the individual that he's not allowed to go back to Israel. An individual for sure is allowed to go back. Might even be a mitzvah to go back. It's talking about the nation as a whole, that they're not allowed to go back as a, as a, as a, with a wall, like a show of force. We're not allowed to arm ourselves like as an army and go back and conquer the land. That's what we're not allowed to go ahead and do. That's what the Pasuk is talking about. It's talking about the nation as a whole. He's not allowed to... Shaloyalu b'choma means you're not allowed to go back as a wall, as a, as, a, as, a, as a unit for the nation to conquer back the land. That's what we're not allowed to do. Now, what does Rabbi Yehuda do with that? Rabbi Yehuda... So, um, uh, so, so what does he do with the... Uh, the, 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 that, that, that he, how does he understand the Apostle's going even on the individual? But like maybe it's like Rav Zera said, it's going on the nation. So Rav Yehuda says, Hishbat Actually, there's three times, but that same oath is mentioned three times in Shira Shirim. Hishbati, uh, the Apostle, again, Nochemon says, Hishbati Hishbati so since it's written this, uh, another time, so therefore, yes, one is that you cannot go back as a nation, but the other time he's talking about you cannot go back as individuals because it's reiterated, it's mentioned twice. Now what about Rav Zera? Let's go back to Rav Zera. How does he understand why it's mentioned twice and it's not going back on the individual? There's a famous debate actually Rabbi Yosef Hanina this has much a lot of halachic and philosophic implications there's three times in Shira Shirim mentioning these three oaths which we understand something to do with going back to Eretz Yisrael why is Shlomo Melech mentioning these three oaths three times what is the purpose of these three oaths 
Oath number one, the first time it mentions in Shira Shirim, Ishbati Eskem Shalom, I have taken, adjured you, I have made an oath that you are bound by, HaKadosh Baruch says, that as a nation we should not go up with force. Alright? Achas, the second one, that we're not allowed to rebel against the nations of the world. It means even where we are, wherever we're living, we have to submit ourselves to the Shibud of the Avdei wherever we are, and not fight and rebel against them. That's number two. And the third one, that's on the that's going on that the Jews should not be subjugated. They're not, of, uh, uh, even though we are required to submit ourselves to their subjugation, but they should not take advantage of that subjugation and use uh, too much pressure on us or subjugate us in a manner more than what the basic requirement is. So that's their requirement. Now, there's a, there's a famous, I believe, a letter from, from, from um, uh, 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 Chana Vassman brings down, I think from the Chavetz Chaim, that discusses whether these three oaths are in effect even today, because there's a big kasha what happened in 1948. A lot of this was discussed back then too. So one of the tainas, one of the disorders that are brought down, I believe it is in the Ikhvist of the Mashiach of the Rebbe Chana Vassman, he quotes the Chavetz Chaim, is since the Goyim violated the third one, that they after so after the Holocaust and 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 and, 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 and throughout the ages that they subjugated us and and, 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 and and dealt with us in a manner way past what a regular subjugation should be, suggest that the third one was broken by them. The first two are no longer in adherence. That's a huge debate that's, uh, that has even till today implications. But that is, anyway, that's what says Rabzeira, the three oaths are, but none of them involve the individual and preclude the individual from going up to Eretz Now, what does Yehuda do? If those three psukim are used for those three purposes, then how does he know that there is a prohibition for the individual to go up? He says, because each oath actually has two components. It says, im ta'iru, that you should not wake, and im ta'oru, and you should not arouse the love Meaning that on your own until Hashem, Ajatechos and Shem Hashem wants. So he says one is going on the cloud, on the nation, and the other one is going on the individual. So the oath binds us not only as a nation, but as an individual as well. Now, go back to Rabzeira, because Rabzeira holds there is no oath on the individual. So Bad I does say double Russian, into Iru, into Oruru. So what does Rabzeira do with that? He violates Rabbi Levi. He uses it for Rabbi Levi taught. So I'm Rabbi Levi, Sheish, Vuz, It's actually six oaths, because each oath contains two oaths, into Iru, into Oruru. So what are the two? What are the six total? So the the first three that we said, and that, so that we are not allowed to rebel wherever we are, and the last one is on the that's the first three. Enough. Each one has the second component, so it's like, what are the last three oaths? So number one, that the Nevi'im are not allowed to let us know, we have to by Avinu, when the Mashiach will come, when the final redemption is going to happen. So that is an oath, we're not allowed to let, then they are Nevi'im and Malam tell Kha'i that. The, 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 the fifth one is, Shlo that we as a people aren't allowed to do Averis. We, anytime we do an Averis that pushes off, when the end is going to be, pushes off the coming Mashiach, that's in violation of the Shua as well. That's the fifth one. And the last one, that we're not allowed to reveal secrets the Yad Now, what secrets are we dealing with over here? So there actually, Raja brings down two uh, Pshotim. And Tosin, take a look at Tosin's over here. So I think the Rashi is in Rosh Hashanah. The one is, Texas learns over here, is the Soda Ibur. That is the intercalation of the calendar. There's a special secret. How to intercalate the calendar. We're not allowed to teach it to the Abdul Others learn and just talk about any of the hidden mysteries of the Torah that it only can be taught to Yid and cannot be taught to Abdul Anyway, let's continue the Darshan in the Pasuk. It says that uh, the, for the, the deer that, we, that uh, 
the, the, the Pasuk compares us to male and female deer. What's, 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 what's why we compare to male? Ishbati Eschem, and make you make an oath, then he, and he says, the, or the gazelle, the, the, the male and the female deers. Why are we compared to that? So it says like this, Amar Rabbalozer, Amar Lema Kadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael, Kadosh Baruch Hu told Yisrael, if you accept the oath that I am uh, putting on you, these six oaths, then good. But in love, but if you don't accept the oaths and you violate the oaths, then I'm going to now make hefker your flesh as the, the, the male and female deer of the fields. That's like the punishment while we compare to it. Let's keep going. Rabbi Lozer also said, "I'm Rabbi Lozer, Kol Adar Beretzon, what was in Eretz Yisrael, Shari Bale Avon. Living in Eretz Yisrael is a kapara in and of itself. Is that it's as if you are without sin. Shenema Uval Yomar. Then the pasuk says like this: This pasuk in Yeshaya. That the, the pasuk basically the way Rabbi Lozer understands it is saying is that the neighbors of uh, uh, outside of Eretz Yisrael will uh, that, that the, the Navi is asking Hashem please don't let it happen that the neighbors outside of Eretz Yisrael saying is why are they in Eretz Yisrael not getting the afflictions that we're getting it must be they are to blame for our afflictions right to blame the Yidin so let that not happen let the neighbors not say that we are sick we are being afflicted because of the nation that are being forgiven from their sin, living in Israel, we're picking up, we're being punished on their behalf. It's their fault of what's happening to us. But what do you see though? That that is a reality, that, if we, that according to this, this interpretation, that we living in Israel will be without sin, and therefore it's going to be dumped on the people living outside of Israel, and then therefore the Navi is asking that, we sh- that Hashem should not allow people outside to blame Israel for everything that goes wrong. Amalei Rabbalah of Ashi, he says that I dis- disagree with you. The Pazik has nothing to do with people inside of Israel and people outside of Israel. The Pazik is talking about something completely different. I understand the Pazik actually is talking about people that are sick. And, uh, and, and that what, what the Navi was saying is that when you have people that are sick, so uh, that, that, you, that Hashem don't allow other people to say the ones that are sick or must be because they, they are uh, they, they are bad people or, or they deserve to die but you should forgive our sins and actually cure us but it has nothing to do with it it's all chutzpah or it's positive something completely different that is the way Rav Ashi understands it the soul of people that are sick that's what the Pesach is actually referencing alright so don't let other people be happy with our afflictions and ask that we should die Cure us because you don't want people to die at the end of the day. You just want them to be forgiven from sin. Anyone who gets buried in Eretz Yisrael, the Milo being buried in Eretz Yisrael, it's as if, it's as if we're buried under the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. What's the connection? By the Mizbeach, it says, the Mizbeach of earth you shall make for me. That I will, in Eretz Yisrael, that the Adama will, will give a kapora for the nation. And he uses the same word, Adama, Adama, by Mizbeach. So therefore, it's the, it, it, being buried in Eretz Yisrael, it's like being buried, it's like by the, uh, under the Mizbeach, the kapora of the Mizbeach works for you. Ula have a ruggle to have a solid Eretz Yisrael. We know Ula used to leave uh, Rabbi Yechanan and go to Eretz and go to Bavel, bringing uh, the Torah of Rabbi Yechanan back and forth. And uh, unfortunately, when he passed away, he was a, he was he was in Bavel. So not Navshei bechutzlars, he died in chutzlars. So I'm also Amalei the Rabbi Lozer. came and told Rabbi Lozer that Ula died in chutzlars. So Amar, so Rabbi Lozer made the following comment: Is Am Ula you Ula the great Ula al Admas Tuma Tmeya Tamuz? You die on 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 on. on uh, uh, Tame land, you die in Tame land, you didn't die, get the schuss of dying in Eretz Yisrael. So Amulai, Arainabas, they said, but really, he's not being buried there, we're bringing his Aron to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. So Amulahem, even so, Eina Demek, Koltasa Michayim, Kolatatai Michayim, Mila Kolatatai, Lachamita. They still can't compare somebody who is absorbed 
into Eretz Yisrael, dying there in Eretz Yisrael, from somebody that died elsewhere and then is only absorbed by bringing his body. There's still a big difference and therefore he was surprised that Ula didn't die in Eretz Yisrael, but died in Chutzlaretz. A person had a situation where his brother was married to a woman outside of Eretz Yisrael, in Bogdal, and his brother died without children. So the Shiloh was, can he go to Yibum and uh, outside? Now the case happened to be that this fellow married her and she was Makhbit, she wanted to live in Chutzlaret. And he died in Chutzlaret because this, uh, he died in Chutzlaret without children. Now the question over here is, if this guy go, does, does Yibum, chances are, she's also going to say, I want to stay in Chutzlaret. So Azul Kameh Rabbi Chanina. He came to Rabbi Chanina and says, what do I do? So Can I go down, leaving Eretz Yisrael? Can I do Yerida uh, uh, to go to Bechazoi to do Yibum? So Your brother married a Kusis. It's a very strong language. She wasn't a Jew, non-Jewish woman. She wasn't a Kusi. But it's as if, because she was mocked that she should live in Chutzah She's calling her. She's as if she was a Kusi. And, and he died without children. Maybe that's even why he died. I mean, and Baruch HaMokam Shaharag and Baruch Hashem that he was killed. Rishtak Loshan. That he went and lived there and, 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 and who Yared Akrav and you now want to go and follow in his footsteps and make the same mistake and because of her lived there. Chaz Vashalom, that's what you should do. Now, Lachaira, if she would do, if you would do Chalitza, maybe that would be okay. Maybe that's not saying don't do the mitzvah, but, but to go there and stay there because of her, that would be inappropriate. Amr Rav Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Kashem, also let's say some Yisrael above Just as there is a prohibition to leave Eretz Yisrael to go to Babel, like we saw that was Rav Yehuda's position, Kach also let's say some Babel so too the holiness of Bavel makes it that you're not allowed to leave Bavel to another place in Chutzla uh, Oretz. That means there's a Kedusha of Bavel, the yeshivas were there, they come in the Chachamim were there. You're not allowed to leave Bavel to go to another country outside of Israel. Rabbi Rabbi Yosef both said, that even in Bavel, to go from Pumbadisa, where their main yeshiva was, the Beikubi, where they didn't have, there's a village near Bavel, that would also be a violation, because you're leaving a Makam Kadosh to go to a Beikubi, which was not. The Mormon brings a story, there was a person who left Pumbadisa and went to Beikubi, Shamte Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef put him in Cherem, because he's leaving a Makam Kadosh to go to a place that was not. Ahuda Navid from Medisa last Estonia. There was a person left from Medisa and went to Estonia. Again, from the place of where the yeshiva and Torah was to a place that did not have it. Shachav and he died. Amrabaya, Iboy Hatsuba, Mirabon and Havachai. That that young Tamil Chokham, he wanted to, he could have stayed alive. If he would have stayed in Pumbadisa and not gone to Astanya, he would have stayed alive. Rabbi Rabbi Yezam and Trabayu, Ksherin, Shabababel, Erzot, They made a cryptic statement. They said, those who are worthy in Babel can be absorbed into Eretz Yisrael, but Shevish Bararotos and the ones that are worthy are in, uh, in, in, in other countries of Chutzla Oretz, they will be, could be absorbed in Babel. So Moses says, Lamai, what are we discussing over here? What, what worthy for what? And what does it mean they'll be absorbed? So Elam and Liyuxin, maybe it's talking about genealogy, genealogy. They would do background searches in order to marry girls from certain places. So maybe what it's saying is like this, is that if you live in Bovel, so then you're fit to be married into a girl from, from Eretz Yisrael. If you're coming from Chutzlah Aretz outside of Bovel, you can marry into Bovel, but you wouldn't be allowed to marry into somebody from Eretz Yisrael. That may be what it's trying to say. And what it says, that can't be, because that would make Eretz Yisrael for Yichus higher than Bovel. We're going to see that in Bovel there were more Makhbed and Yichus, and actually Bovel was considered to be with less genealogical issues than in even Eretz Yisrael. So that can't be what was being said. That can't be, because Amar Marcus, the Master said, that all lands are considered dough, a dough which mixed with many ingredients, i.e. that it means that it has genealogical issues. So all lands are considered to be a dough. When you're looking for a girl, you take a girl from outside of Eretz Yisrael, you have to worry about there being genealogical issues to marry off a girl in, when you want to marry somebody in Eretz Yisrael. But Eretz Yisrael, but Eretz Yisrael itself is an Isa, is considered to be inferior genealogically to Bavel. 
So therefore, there can't be what the explanation was that what Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef were saying. So therefore, what must be they were saying? Elul Indian Kvura. What they're talking about is Kvura burial. It means as follows: is that if somebody dies in Chutzla Aretz, so therefore they can take the coffin to be buried in Bavel. That's already considered a step up to being a place of Kedusha. You want to be behind it. So from Chutzla Aretz, you go to Bavel. Somebody dies in Bavel, then the step up, it's still considered Makam Kaddish. Forget about genealogy, but you then you take up from, but you wouldn't schlep somebody from Kutzla Aretz all the way to Eretz Yisrael. There it's enough to bury them in Bavel. Whereas from Bavel, there you schlep from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, call a darbe bavel, ki'il a darbe Yisrael. He says even Starka, that living in especially according to him, can't even move to Eretz Yisrael. That the Kedusha of Bavel, because of the learning that goes on there, living today in Bavel, is, is considered to be like living in Eretz Yisrael. And he brings a Pasuk to support this. Shenema, as the Pasuk says, Hoyt Sion Himalti. He says like this, Lo, Sion, run away, escape, your Shevaz Vaz Bavel, those of you who live in Bavel. But anyway, the point is that you're referring to the Bavel as Tzion. Bavel not Tzion, but the Kedusha of the Torah that is elevates Bavel makes it like living in Eretz Yisrael. That's what Yehuda said. Amr Abayin we have a tradition, Bavel loy chaz yachel Living in Bavel, you will be protected from the birth pains of Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, there's going to be tremendous, terrible things that are going to be happening. So it says, that. It, so it says, if you live in Bavel, you're protected from the Chebele Mashiach. Targma Ahutzel de Biyom. It's not the entire Bavel. Certain area is called Hutzel de One place that that's considered specifically a very high elevated place. That's what it's referring to in Bavel. Doesn't mean the entire Bavel. It means this one particular city, Hutzel, uh, the city of Hutzel. Sometimes I shouldn't say Binyamin. Binyamin's much more near to Israel, but it's a city of Hutzel that's in Bavel. Now, Targma Ahutzel the Karule. They used to call that city of Hutzel Karna de Shazifta de Shezavza. The corner of salvation. That means that you're protected from the Mashiach over there. Am Rabbalaza, Mason Shulchut Aretz Enam Chayim. Now, this is a tremendous statement. Rabbalaza said over here that if you live in Chutz Aretz, there's not Chiyas Mason. That's a simple reading, what he's saying. We'll see if that's what it means at the end. But it says, if you live in Chutz Shanamar, Benasati, and I will give, and I will place Svi Be'eretz Chayim. I will place Svi, we'll see what that means. In the land of the living. Right, what does that mean? Eretz Shitsivyoni bought. Svi means my desire. The land which I desire, that's where uh, I will make Eretz Achayim. I will uh, bring back uh, Mesim Chayim, the death to the line. Shein Sivyoni bought. The land which I do not want, I don't like, Kutzla Eretz. If I aim Mesim Chayim, there there will not be a salvation. There will be not a Tchirsa for the dead. So Mosiv Rab Abba Bar Mamo, she says the Pasuk says not like you. Pasuk says you may secha nevelasi yakumen that yich you may secha. The Pasuk says like this. This is a Pasuk that is in uh, Ishaya. Says the Asid Lava when the Bitchis Amesim. It says that the dead dead will arise and come to life and the corpses will will, will stand up. Lachar, what's the double lashon? My love is it not saying is that Yechun Meisecha Meisim Sheva Eretz Yisrael the dead will come alive that's in Eretz Yisrael and even the corpses will arise and that's the Chorotom at the Meisim Sheva Eretz so you see that there is resurrection in Chutz Eretz so I what do you do with the Pasuk that was quoted by Rabbi Lazar that, I, uh, that I'll give my desire to that where I desire that will become an Eretz Achayim that's actually talking about something completely different the Pasuk Tzvi over there he's not even talking about it doesn't mean Desire it means a it means a, a fast moving animal a deer that I will I, I will give over to the deer my, my land uh, the, the, the living the land of life what does that mean Nebuchadnezzar who dechsin Dam Rachmana what they're saying my sin I'm going to bring against Eretz Yisrael Malka a king the Kalo Kitavia that is as quick as a deer he runs like a deer and he's going to come and punish the Jewish people it's actually coming completely different Amalei Rebbe Mikra Achar Anidar so Rabbi Lazar said. Uh, uh, that said, 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 uh, who was it to, uh, Rabbi? I don't know who he was talking about over there. So, Rabbi said, I have another posuk that shows that there's no Tchisa Mesim in Chutz Laharetz. I will give a soul to those people who are on the land of Israel and a spirit to those who walk within it. That's mashma. Only Eretz Yisrael gets Tiersa Mesim. So, I, so then what's Rabbi Abba Barmamo who is going to do with the positive Nevlasi Yakumun? The Chorah where the Pazak said Nevlasi Yakumun. 
So then what does the Loza do with that puzzle of Abba Mamo that said the double Loshan, which is Majba Chutzlarz as well? He says, no, actually, it's telling me something else. It's also tremendous. It says, Ahu, that they're talking about by Nefelin, is that even miscarriages by Kirsa Mason will come back to life. But what does he do with that posseh? That's Mashma Dafka Erdisrol. He says, Chutzar Tzatz Kirsa Mason too. So what does he do with that posseh? That even a Shiva Kananis who's not completely Jewish, but if she lives in Eretz Yisrael, she too will get Olam Habo because she lives in Eretz Yisrael. It says the word the nation that's on it. By Avram told Eliezer, you stay here in Machama with a with a donkey. And we learn the word Im as like Am Am Adam Lechamar. So you see the word Am references. The, uh, the Avodim. So even Avodim, um, that, that's referring to that they will get Neshama living next to all, they will get, uh, Muftah, that they will get Olam Habba. We'll stop over here, gentlemen.